We are talking about immediate impact freshmen. Are there any in the 2024 class that can make the jump right away? Then we have to talk about the center of attention. Who is playing the center position for the Gophers in 2024? It is definitely a key opening for the Gophers. And finally, the Indiana game is tonight. We're going to talk about can the Gophers make it eight straight wins? Hey, you no are locked what on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. We're going to get a Saturday show in this week as well. So that's what we're going to be jumping into. But today, priority straight away, we're talking about the 2024 class. Could there be any freshmen in this upcoming class, true freshmen? That could make an impact and play in four or more games on the season. We're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about the center position because it is definitely open, available, and the Gophers need someone to step up there. And then finally, we got to talk about men's hoops taking on Indiana tonight, looking to make it eight straight wins, three straight Big Ten wins in a row, and hopefully another notch in their belt of improvement in the 2024 season so we're going to dive into all of that and more be sure to hit subscribe on youtube so you don't miss any of your daily gophers content and on top of that follow wherever you get the podcast at locked on golden gophers now let's talk about this thing because first of all we're going to talk about the recruits over pj flex time that he has been a coach for the minnesota golden gophers he has played a number of true freshmen in their seasons now not saying like consistently he's always playing a lot of them it's probably about an average of one or two true freshmen that get on the field and play good snaps good amount of minutes in their year as a true freshman but who could answer the bell if that trend continues well first let's take a look at the players who have played in their true freshman seasons in 2017 i can't re recall anybody off the top of my head again it's a weird uh year because that was coach flex first year so he had players leaving, you had a bunch of players coming in, and all that jazz. But overall, not anybody of huge note in the 2017 class, but then you moved to 2018, and this was probably his biggest impact freshman class by far. You had Zach said who had a number of games where he got to get in and play quarterback as the true freshman. Pretty unique there. On top of that, you had Rashad Bateman, who made an immediate impact for this Gophers team. Daniel Falele got in there and got starting. Terrell Smith got in there and got opportunities. Mariano Sori Marin, Benny Sapp, Jordan Howden, Thomas Rush, Carlos Dunlap even got four games in that season. So a lot of impact freshmen in the 2018 season. So that goes to show you it can happen if the players are ready or if it is called upon. Now, last year was called upon a bit too, and we'll get there. But overall, 2019, after 2018, you got Tyler Newbin, who got a, a number of opportunities. You got Brady Weeks, who got his kick, kick, or I guess snapping going in the 2019 season. You moved to 2020, Daniel Jackson, Cody Lindenberg, some players that got high quality level of snaps in four or more games. And then you go on to 2021, Bucky Irving, Justin Wally, both 
key impact true freshmen from the jump in that season. Now, 2022, I don't believe we had any true freshmen actually play in that season. So that was kind of the outlier in this scenario. But all of the years prior or following his initial year, we've seen impact true freshmen go and get some time for this Gophers program. Even last year, 2023, we saw Darius Taylor get six games. We saw, and he started four. We saw Greg Johnson playing 11 games and he started two. So overall, there is room for impact for the true freshman. And you start to hear things from the coaches of, wow, he came in and was clicking a lot faster. He picked up the playbook a lot faster. He was standing out from the moment. And there are still players that have that like Kendrick Lanier is a player from last year that got a lot of that praise but didn't get onto the field so it also depends on the opening so you have to take all sorts of things into consideration now you have to take into consideration which positions might be the shallowest wide receiver was not the shallowest for us last year thus Kendrick Lanier wasn't able to get on the field but then you have to also take into consideration the departing starters what has some key critical openings with Impact players leaving. Like at safety, we have Tyler Newbin leaving. Last year, we had Jordan New or Jordan Howden leaving. Uh, Charles Smith leaving. Now, freshmen didn't necessarily step up and take those opportunities, but that is where you can get the chance, where you have a key starter leaving, a ton of snaps leaving. And if you can come in, whether it be early, or if you can come in even in that summer time frame, and you really hit the ground running, you really pick it up quick, you really hit the strength and conditioning program, and it just your natural ability is able to go out there and outproduce others. That's how you can start to get the opportunities. Now, when you get the opportunities on a field, what you do with those opportunities goes on to tell you if you can continue with that in the long term in your immediate true freshman season. Now, again, I am not anticipating that players are going to have or we're going to have a ton of freshmen playing impact minutes. In fact, I think based on the combination of positions being the shallowest, based on the departing starters, and based on the extremely highly recruited players from this class, I think maybe Minnesota has two players that can get into some opportunities, but who could those two players be? Well, first, let's take a look at the positions overall. I think the positions with key openings are the center, the tight end, and the safety. Those three position groups have a ton of snaps departing and not a lot of experience behind them. Then on top of that, the shallowest rooms are the interior defensive line, the linebackers, and the quarterback. Now, we already know who's starting at quarterback in Max Brosmer. They still have to find another person to get into that room as a scholarship quarterback for some depth. But Drake Lindsay is the next man up if anything were to happen at this given point in time. So it, that could be an opportunity depending on what happens in this season. But overall, the top rated or acknowledged players from this 2024 class that you hear probably have heard about so much so far, Coy Parrish, safety, Nathan Roy, offensive lineman, Riley Sunrum, defensive lineman, Drake Lindsay, quarterback, Julian Johnson, tight end, Mason Carrier, linebacker, Brett Carroll, offensive lineman, most likely a center. Now, the funny thing is a lot of those key openings and shallow rooms that I mentioned also go hand in hand with our top talents in the 2024 class. So the opportunity could be there with this talented class having four All-American High School Bowl uh, caliber players in the class. Now, I've said it once. I've said it since the bowl game. I've said it before the bowl game. I've said it after the bowl game. I believe truly that Koi Parrish is going to be an immediate impact player for the Gophers. I have not wavered from that take, and he has the talent to be. 
But the only thing that is not playing in his favor for me is that he isn't an early enrollee, so he won't be here getting the playbook earlier. Now, if he was here in January, I'd be like, man, I would almost say lock it up. Like, it's going to happen. Dude's going to ball out. Dude's going to be ahead of the game. But that doesn't mean that it's impossible. I think it could take more time. It could depend on how well he immerses himself in the uh, playbook outside of his time coming to the university, but I'm sure he'll have it beforehand. On top of that, it depends on how he takes his offseason, how he hits the strength and conditioning, how he transforms his body and gets ready for Division One Power 5 Big Ten football. Now, if he can go out there and he can push it to the limit, and then he comes in and he's on top of the playbook, he's playing with speed and he's starting to click, that's how you can get yourself into those type of positions. But overall, I think he can get up to speed quickly. Now, on top of that, of the early enrollees, the two tight ends coming in, Julian Johnson, Jacob Simpson, both could maybe make a case. That stands out to me. They're early enrollees, so they'll be here getting it under their belts quicker. That being said, tight end is typically a position that you need to put on weight. You need to get stronger. You need to be able to learn the blocking fundamentals. You have to learn the route concepts and also be able to play up to the speed. That is a lot of things working against you as a true freshman needing to learn. So I don't know if I would count either of the two tight ends in that category of making an immediate impact, but there are a lot of snaps departing with Brevin Spanford going to the NFL. Now, outside of that, Drake Lindsay, like I had mentioned, hopefully he'll have the whole year to learn under uh, Max Brosmer, but we never know what happens regarding health or other things. So it could be a potential that he sees some time maybe in his freshman year, depending on who else they bring in from the transfer portal. But to me, your most likely players in this 2024 class to see immediate impact are Koi Parrish, safety, Riley Sunrem, defensive lineman who could maybe play on the interior. Mason Carrier, a linebacker, and we've shown that we didn't have enough depth in that linebacker room due to injuries last year, and Brett Carroll, who plays the center position, which is a position of need. In fact, we're going to talk about that center position a lot in the next segment and what are Minnesota's options moving forward. But before we get that, I think none of them of those four I just mentioned are early enrollee players, so they will all be a little bit of a step behind. But if I had to take a shot in the dark, those would be my calls. Now, it may be a slow ramp up, but if they can come in on board and they can get a jump on the playbook and they they make sure that they really get busy in the offseason as far as putting in the effort to be in the best shape and the strongest that they can be in the offseason, then they could make a case. Now here in January of 2024, so way, way out from the season, I think that two freshmen will get snaps in four games or more, whether it's via special teams or positionally. My best guess would probably be Koi Parich and then Mason Carrier somehow in special teams, kind of like what Mariana Sormirin and Thomas Rush did at times. And then if, if, if needed, he can step up positionally. But I think Riley Sunrum also makes a case in that defensive tackle rotation as well. There's lots of time between now and then, and we'll get a better look of it after we get out of the spring sessions. But like I said, we have to take talk center. Because the center is a position of it that needs attention, and that's what we're going to dive into coming up next. Now, first, I got to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because they have the best deal going on for new customers right now, bar none. And that is the fact that if you put a $5 bet down on anything, win or lose, you can lose your bet. 
and you still get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. That is what you call a win-win situation. Now, on top of that, you can look at things like same-game parlays, live same-game parlays. You can also explore their new Explore tab for different options, and you can go to the Parlay Hub and find the best way to play popular plays over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. So take advantage of that today. Again, a $5 bet placed and you guaranteed have $150 in bonus bets win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official partner of the NFL and locked on all right Gover fans let's talk about the main thing of choice right now and that is the center because the center is the thing of attention in my eyes might be the most important thing that the gophers have to get answered this offseason now yes Backup quarterback is important. Yes, players stepping up are important. Yes, Max Brosmer getting this offense clicking in the passing game is super important. But it all starts with the man who touches the ball first, and that is the center, who also is the communicator on that offensive line. And he helps dictate things. He helps point things out. He helps get that establish that chemistry and that connection with the quarterback, delivering the ball on time, whether it be in the shotgun or whether it be under center. All that on top of also being in the blocks at the right time and hanging with some of the big interior defenders in the entire conference. The center position is heavily underrated in my position when it comes to its importance, but also so valuable. And the Gophers have had some staples of consistency at that center position in Fleck's entire career with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And John Michael Schmitz leading the way, being a second-round pick and now being the center of the New York Giants, he held it down for a majority of the time here. But you've also got Nathan Bowe, who was with him every step of the way and had a sixth year of experience to come in and be the starter and be consistent. And he had played in other flexible positions on the line as well. But he knew the culture. He knew the offense. He knew the calls. He could make it all happen. The Gophers don't have anything like that anymore. In fact, most of the snaps in the entire practices we got to see last year in the spring, in the fall, and what have you, we saw it from Nathan Bow and we saw it from Carter Shaw. Those two took probably at least 85 to 90% of the snaps in any practice session that we were able to see as media, as fans, or anything of the sort. Now, on top of that, the only other player I saw take a single snap, and it was usually with the third teams, was Cade McConnell. So it's definitely a name you're going to want to know because he's definitely going to be a guy in the conversation for Minnesota. I believe he came from the 2022 class, so he will be a red shirt sophomore next season. Now, on top of that, I did hear that Jerome Williams was potentially looking at that center position. He was a four-star guy coming in from the 2023 class. He redshirt last year. He was not an early enrollee, so he got involved with the Gophers as the fall began. But, you know, he has a lot of upside. He was an interior offensive lineman, young in his career, comes from Osseo. And so he had played in some, some big football games before, but he was still definitely grasping the, the playbook. He was still getting up to speed. He's still putting on weight. And so I don't know where he's at in that development process when it comes to the center position, but those two names are probably the leading names on the current roster that I've, I've seen so far. And that's just what I've seen and heard. Could someone with experience maybe kick over to the center position? It's possible. I'm not going to rule that out. Could like a Tyler Cooper take it on this, this spring and off season? 
Maybe. Could someone else fit the role? Maybe. I don't know. Could Greg Johnson shift over? There's a lot of unanswered questions, and I won't put players that I've never seen or even heard that they were working with the center position into that until we hear more. So right now, I see Cade McConnell and Jerome Williams as the two current players on the roster that could maybe put their names into that conversation. Now, both of them have a ton of eligibility, and neither one of them has seen or played a single snap of college Division I football yet. On top of that, you've got a 2024 commit coming in who is an All-American Bowl selected player. He played center in high school. He's seen as the center of this program. They recruited after him. They talked about what they did with John Michael Schmitz to Brett Carroll. And so Brett Carroll is a player that I think could come in and potentially make an immediate impact. We talked about that in the first segment, but the reason why it could possibly be real is really because of that positional need on top of how hard they recruited after him and his connection with Brett, uh, Coach Callahan. That could be huge. Because if he can get a jump on it all, and he's a very intellectual kid, we had him on the show here, I think he could get ahead of the curve. I'm not going to put any type of pressure on a true freshman like that because playing as a true freshman on the O-line is difficult in itself. But when he goes to the All-American Bowl and he gets measured out, he measures out at 6'3", 300, with a 34-plus-inch uh, 34 arms, and then on top of that, 10-inch hands. Like He's got the size to do it. And that's the first part. I mean, usually you want to get guys into shape and get them stronger and whatnot, but he's a state champion wrestler. He's a state champion in, in track and field as far as throwing goes. This dude has it going for him. So I am extremely excited about it. But again, it's a lot to put on a true freshman. So those are your probably three current options unless somebody else shifts from that gopher's depth, maybe an Ashton Beers or something like that. Now, again, I'm not going to put that out there or like guess on that until I've at least heard that things are trending that way or that person is getting snaps in that direction. So the three at the top of my list right now, Cade McConnell, Jerome Williams, and Brett Carroll. Now that's a ton of young players putting a lot of pressure on them, especially when you have a lot of experience coming back on the offensive line. Ariante Ursary, who was one of PFF's highest graded tackles in the entire nation last year. You've got Quinn Carroll coming back, Tyler Cooper coming back, Martez Lewis and Greg Johnson coming back. All five of those players started games at some point last season. So all of them bring a ton of experience to this offensive line, but the thing that is missing is the center. You see why I think it is a huge key critical piece for the Gophers 2024 season. Now, when you look at the transfer portal, initially I was like, maybe they'll go into the transfer portal, grab like a fifth year senior guy and have him lead the charge as these younger players really get under, get uh, experience under their belt. Well, you know, it's tough because most of the options that you will find in the portal at this point are going to be younger players, redshirt freshmen, redshirt sophomores, sophomores, maybe a redshirt junior occasionally who haven't got time or experience thus far and are looking for a transfer opportunity. So Minnesota already has that on the roster that's been working in the system. So why would you go take someone like that when you have that on the roster? Now, on top of that, Minnesota has usually, when it's looking through the portal for offensive linemen, been in search of someone who has had their quality snaps with a high-level group like Chuck Filiago with Michigan or Quinn Carroll with Notre Dame, or has played a ton of snaps at a lower level like a Carter shot at Utah State. Now, if you look at Coach Flex's time here with the Gophers, 
Those three, I believe, are the only three offensive linemen he has taken from the portal. So that is a, a tough criteria to meet, and I don't think you're going to find that anymore in this transfer portal. Now, that said, when you look at the transfer portal, it looks picked over, plain and simple. And the more I look at it, the more sense it doesn't make to bring someone in, but more so to look at what you have in-house. So which young guy could answer the call or which veteran could step in seamlessly and carry the load? So overall, I think maybe, maybe I would keep an eye on someone like a Tyler Cooper or an older uh, player who has a knowledge of the offense that could step in, who's shown the consistency and the intelligence on the field to make it happen. Maybe something like that could work. We'll find out. But otherwise, you got to look at a young guy. Now, if you look at the transfer portal, I would have maybe looked at Tanner Miller coming from Oregon State, but he's gone to Michigan State now. I would have looked at, uh, I think it's Seth McLaughlin from Alabama, who had one really bad playoff game, but had played consistently throughout the year. And then all of a sudden he hits the portal and he's snatched up immediately by Ohio State. So both of them snapped up by Big Ten schools nonetheless. So two names maybe you could keep under your eye is Kamar Bell. He comes from FAU. He did play at Auburn prior to Florida Atlantic. And so he can play guard or center. He has the size and he has played in the SEC a little bit on top of then logging a lot more time at FAU. So that kind of fits that criteria we've seen from PJ Fleck in the transfer portal before. And I believe he has one year of eligibility left so it can help your younger guys continue to develop or maybe even try to compete and push him for a spot. Another person is Chance Carroll of UNC. I'm not really sure if he's played the center position. He has some depth and some snaps and experience in the ACC, but I'm not going to lie to you. I just wanted to throw this guy onto the list because we've got Quinn Carroll. We've got Brett Carroll. So why not throw on another Carroll and Chance Carroll to potentially take a swing on? But regardless, this position is going to be a key question for the Gophers in the offseason. And Minnesota has had that rock solid center play. So who could be the future and who will step up? If I were a betting man, I would probably say Cade McConnell leads the charge for this spring session and everything is up in arms from there. We will not know who has this center position probably locked up until late into fall camp. If that, the Gophers are going to probably try a whole bunch of things just like they did heading into last season and shifting people to different positions. Quinn Carroll kicking from guard to outside to tackle. Who knows what can happen, but the Gophers have a great offensive line coach and have had consistency on the O-line. So hopefully they'll continue to build on that moving forward. Now, the final thing we're going to talk about today is Minnesota and the basketball team looking to make it eight straight victories. Why I think they could beat Indiana coming up next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time because right now is the time to make it happen. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country, and that is for a reason. Because Game Time, they are the best in the business, in my opinion. Because what you can do is you can get an in-seat view of what the seats you're looking are looking at are. But on top of that, if you're looking at if Minnesota beats IU. They're going to have the hottest ticket in town when they play Iowa on Monday, and you're going to want that ticket, and you're going to want it without the hidden fees and all that. And Game Time has you covered there because you can go to the All In tab, and you can find out what your tickets will cost, what the seat view is, and no hidden fees with that All In, so you know exactly how much you're going to pay, so you can stop stressing about tickets and start getting excited for the fun. And on top of that, hopefully getting excited for Minnesota to continue on another winning streak. But... Regardless, you need to download the Game Time app today and then uh, use promo code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. So download Game Time today. It's the fastest ticketing uh, app that's growing in the nation right now, and it's definitely one you're going to want to take advantage of. Game Time, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
All right, Gophers fans, let's wrap it up with the Gophers versus IU. Now, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the week and what I, who I thought the X Factor was, who the key players are. So definitely check that older episode out if you want a little bit more of a breakdown. But Minnesota's looking to make it eight straight wins against IU on the road today at Assembly Hall. And you know what? Heading into the week, it had been slightly painted as a long shot with IU uh, potentially being a very solid team. And then IU absolutely collapsed. Indiana collapsed against Rutgers. And now they're 101st in the net rankings. And that's good for 12th in the Big Ten Conference when it comes to the net rankings in college basketball. Now, suddenly, this looks like a game where Minnesota should not drop it. And it could be unfairly hit in their own rankings, where they currently sit at ninth in the Big Ten and 86th in the entire country. So I'm not going to lie to you. Seeing Michigan State still at fourth in the conference and 26th in the country in the net rankings at nine and seven is not a good look for the overall quality of what these net rankings are supposed to be doing. So we'll see what happens there. But regardless, Rutgers took down Indiana on Tuesday, winning 66 to 57. And the largest separators in that game were defense and also the battle of the boards. Rutgers won the battle of the boards by 11 rebounds, absolutely dominating on the glass. Now, when you hear defense, that's music to Minnesota fans ears because with Ben Johnson right now, the team finds its success. It is totally predicated on defense and then moving the ball on offense, generating good shots and open looks, efficient looks for the Gophers. Now, defense is our bread and butter, so that should play in our favor, but the rebounds That could be a struggle for the Gophers. They haven't been the most consistent on the boards, but overall, you've got Khalil Ware, who is absolutely a monster. He's averaging close to 10 rebounds a game, and it's going to be tough to slow him down. Like I said earlier in the week, Pharrell Payne is my X factor for the week when it comes to Khalil Ware, because I think you're going to have to slow him down on the boards. You're going to have to slow him down offensively. And for Payne is probably going to draw that battle most of the game. Dawson Garcia will get some looks. Maybe Joshua Joseph gets some looks on defense against him. But overall, I think Pharrell Payne is the guy. And that's going to be key for the Gophers. He is the X factor. Now, Indiana desperately needs this game. So they're going to come all out at home and try to get back on track. Because if you look at Indiana's schedule moving forward, it is tough. I mean, on top of once you play this Minnesota game, your next three games for Indiana are versus number one, Purdue, number 15, Wisconsin, and number 10, Illinois. That is a gauntlet. So Coach Woodson's definitely going to know that he needs to win this Minnesota game and then hope to pull an upset in the next few. Because if you don't, if you drop Minnesota and then you run that gauntlet and get swept in all three of them, you're looking at an 11 and nine record as you head towards February. And that is just not going to do it. That is going to be a very difficult deficit to get out of as you try to get your name into tourney consideration. So Indiana is definitely going to go all out in this matchup at home. And Minnesota is going to have its challenge cut out for him. Now, if Elijah Hawkins can keep the offense flowing and the team is definitely uh, locked in on defense, then I think Minnesota definitely has a strong chance in this game. Now, all of that being said, a major Dawson Garcia game would be perfect timing. I mean, like chef's kiss timing. If he could come out and he could drop his 20 plus point, uh, double, double multiple, like maybe 12 rebounds, 20 plus points, a couple assists, maybe two threes in the game. If Dawson Garcia can catch fire and get back to his pre-injury ways. I think Minnesota will be in a great position to keep the win streak going and the momentum rising. 
We're going to find out tonight. It's a big one for the Gophers. I will see you tomorrow where we'll talk about what we learned from this Indiana game and a little bit more. I'll see you then. Roll the boat, Sky, you might go Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe.